Hello, you guys, and welcome back to another fabulous episode of Passions and Prosecco. Although I do not have any Prosecco today, I did want to go ahead and give you guys my thoughts on the Miss USA competition. You know, I like to always wait a little bit and give it some time. It's been a week since the pageant has happened, but I always like to wait and give it some time to kind of see how the public uh, commentary is surrounding the pageant. And instead of just giving commentary about the actual show, but just kind of seeing how people are feeling a little bit after crowning. But I did not really have a lot of time to delay this episode, obviously, because Miss Universe is happening right now. And I will give you guys the episode of my top picks from Miss Universe. I did not say the girls yet at all. I did see some pictures of some cute some girls who do look good. Um, I was gonna say cute, but they look gorgeous. And um, I really haven't narrowed down my pictures yet, and I'm so behind you guys. I'm so sorry, but I promise you, I promise you, I'm going to get you guys my top 20 picks from Miss Universe this week. I guess I have no choice because the pageant's next week, but I'm going to give you guys the episode, so tune in. I also have another episode in between time and in the meantime, talking about domestic violence, and it's a really good one, so tune in. And it should be dropped after this episode. Okay, so just my initial thoughts on the whole pageant competition. Um, from the show, uh, Elle, who won the whole presentation, I loved it. I really did. I watched it the first time live, and then, of course, I got the three-week subscription, which I need to cancel. Um, and then I watched it again, so I can give you guys this episode. So I was able to kind of just really look at it the second time around instead of just watching it with uh, raw eyes the first time. And I really did enjoy it. I thought that Crystal Stewart did a really good job of creating a show. And a it kind of, to me, felt like a reality show. And I see Miss America, not Miss America, pageants in general, on television moving towards a more America's Got Talent type of feel to it, where it's real, a live audience type of competition show, as opposed to a typical pageant show that we're used to. And I felt like this episode, this episode, this competition gave me that kind of feel to it, especially the way the girls were announced. And I love how they broke up announcing all 50 states 51 states um, with a dance break. So that way we was able to kind of like relax a little bit um, instead of just getting inundated with all these girls and their names. But the opening to me, the way they introduced the girls' names is what resonated to me as a potential reality show as opposed to um, a competition. And I actually really love that. And I love that the girls not have to scream and shout and dance about when it came to their announcements. I'm glad they were able to serve us a look for a few seconds, and I think that was a really good take. However, when it came to the opening number, I, you know, I'm here for it. I'm always here for a little bit of scaliness, but um, I love, I know people talking about this silhouette challenge dance number that they had in the chair. I actually kind of liked it, but I kind of did not like it. But I'm not sure if I'm more on the fence of liking it or not. I did feel like it was 
sexy, which is what it's supposed to be, but I just don't know. Maybe it's just me getting older and the contestants are getting younger. But I'm just like, oh my God, why are you having these girls in these chairs? This is not a Beyonce concert. But maybe I'm, like I said, I'm just a little more conservative. But I mean, I loved it for what it was. If it was on any other platform, I would have truly enjoyed it. I think it was a really good take. And I feel so bad for the girls who were not dancers. And I felt like they chose people who were dancers in the dance breaks because I know Illinois, Sydney is a ballerina. She's trained ballerina. And I saw her do one of the more complicated numbers. So I'm assuming the other girls who were with her in that dance group were all professional dancers in one way or another. But I felt so bad for the girls who could not dance because I saw you up there and I was like, ooh, ooh. no rhythm. But that's that's me, you guys. I'm so bad at opening number two. I cannot remember choreography for the life of me. I always forget what comes next. And I'm always like a half beat behind. And it's so embarrassing. I just cannot memorize choreography. That's why I need an opening number that's nice and simple. Let me just walk straight, do a little pivot, and come back. But I would have failed miserably trying to remember those. Um, that Miss USA opening. But nonetheless, you know, I did compete in a pageant recently. And the director is really hard on us when it came to opening number because she wanted it to be good. So I tried my best and I did really good, I think, for the most part. And it looks really good. So I'm. I mean, we have no other way unless you hire dancers. You have to use the girls for opening. So I did enjoy the dance breaks. I wasn't really a fan of the black um, bodysuits. I like the bodysuit. I mean, I have one on. I had one on that day. I have a black bodysuit. But I don't know. That, to me, didn't scream pageantry. But I guess that's the reimagination part. Maybe like white bodysuits. I don't know. It was just something about it just being a dark theme that I just did not like. I wanted it to be more bright, but I also love color. And I also thought the bodysuits were just random. It was like an unfinished outfit. It didn't look like an outfit to me. Maybe if the bodysuits were more glitz and glam or it had something going on to it, like Asia's had that belt. Maybe if they all had a belt and maybe Asia had something else on it, it just kind of looked basic and plain to me. Um, as far as like a costume for opening number, it felt like it was like, I don't know, rehearsal. Maybe they all had shiny boots on. I don't know. I don't know. Something about it just it was just a little lackluster. But I liked the idea of it. And I got, I mean, it made sense for the silhouette challenge part of it. But I don't know. It just felt kind of weird. Felt kind of just basic. Um, okay. I did like the venue when I saw it and the stage, I guess. I do want something bigger and grander, but that's just me. I don't know, I guess, old school again. I just felt like the venue, I mean, TV magic is just phenomenal, right? But it just came off as kind of small, but I did enjoy how the runway was long and we actually got to walk. But I feel like the stage was just kind of like a theater stage. And I mean, it makes sense because it's at a casino. I can imagine that it's only so big, but I'm glad the girls were able to get some steps in when they hit the runaway, because you could tell who can walk and who could not. So I am glad that they were able to walk straight towards the camera as opposed to like walking across the stage and doing a half turn. So I do appreciate a nice runaway. However, when it came to the camera angles, I don't know, some of the camera shots were just like, why? I just don't know. There was like, like, like I mentioned in prelims, the topsy-turvy swimsuit camera, 
I don't know. I don't. I. I'm not really someone who needs to see someone's feet. Like the girls would all do the same pivot in the middle of the runway, and they would turn, but we never got a face shot when they turned. We always got a straight feet ankle shot, and the camera panned up her body. But that was after they turned. Part of that stuff, the first few seconds of them coming out, is what's being scored. By the time they make it down the runway, the score is already put down, and we're on to the next girl. So I kind of want to see those first few seconds of the girl's face and her movements. I don't really care if her toes are painted. So I don't. I didn't really wasn't feeling the full body shots and us harping on her feet um, for any longer than it needed to be. I would just try to rearrange those camera shots so that way we were getting face shots and stuff like that. But I do get like if we're looking at the whole swimsuit body, we're looking at the whole body. But I don't know. I just feel like I wasn't seeing a lot of face. Like I would see face in a little bit in the beginning and at the end. But like her middle walk, I just we weren't connecting with the eyes. Um, I love Zuri Hall. I knew, I know, I don't know her, but I follow Zuri's career for quite some time. So I follow her on Instagram. So I knew of her before the show started for some years. And the guy, I don't even have his name down. I did not know him. I did not like him as a host. I think he's fine as a person, but I just did not like him as a host. He came up as very fake to me and inauthentic. And it, Probably because maybe it's his first time hosting something on television. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I could tell he was reading because he was like, oh, wow, yes, look at those girls go. Like, sir, be authentic. Oh, wow, yes, look at those girls go. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's the way you read something. And it just takes time and practice. And he may not have had live television show experience. And he was solo. But I just really did not see the need for him, especially when they had the other girl who was in the back of the, I'm sorry, I, I probably should have the host's name written down, but the girl who was in the lounge, I would have preferred her doing that instead of him. I really didn't see a purpose for him there. Like This is a woman-driven event. I feel like maybe we need to all need all women hosts. I feel like a guy only comes into play if they're like Carson, who's giving commentary about the fashion, but just or a male host who's just balancing off the hosts of the show, like the main host, which I thought what he was going to do. But when he started to go into the um, the back camera, you know, I'm talking about behind the audience, and it's just him solo. I didn't really see a purpose for him to do that. I felt like there's so many other women who could take over that role. Maybe even some former Miss USA's could have done that job instead of him. I didn't really see a purpose for him in this capacity, if that makes sense. And I don't think he gave us really any expert commentary that added to the show. I felt like I was more I was more distracted by him reading and seeing that he was like not really engaged, but like getting paid to be there. You know what I'm saying? That's what I felt like he was doing. And he was. Okay, so um let me just move along. Um, what's next? <coughs> okay, so my favorite. <coughs> okay, let me just talk about, oh, and then Ja Rule. Same thing, same principle. I didn't, I, hold on, you guys, I really am coughing. <coughs> okay, all right, sorry. Oh. 
So, um, Ja Rule also didn't see a purpose for him as well. What I did like about Ja Rule is that some of the contestants up there were my age and was born in the early 90s when he was popping, and I guess in 2000s when he was popping. However, some girls were up there probably didn't even know who this man was and didn't know his songs. To me, Ja Rule didn't bring any energy to this event, and he was just like there. And I get that he was, he's like becoming more seen recently um, and coming back into the light. But to me, I couldn't even understand what he was rapping about. I mean, I know the songs, but I couldn't um, hear the words. Like, I don't know if it's me or not, but I mean, I just couldn't get into it. I feel like there's so many other performers that we can have in the world. Jaw Rule was just so random, especially because he didn't bring out the Shanti. Like, I definitely thought that was going to happen. But maybe people's fees are just so high and Chris has a rapport with him. But the only thing I saw him benefiting was that his song came out at the same time some of the girls came out. So if I would have saw Jaw Rule on stage, I would have I been excited. Cause like, oh, yeah, I'll be into his song when I was like 7, 8, 19. And now here he is. Like, it's a full circle moment. But I feel like that's the same thing when we had Backstreet Boys and neo but i feel like there's so many other people and i really don't know about male performers i don't man i'm just really sexist you guys but there's so many females out there that we can use janae aiko ari lennox i don't know i'm trying to think of someone who will give me hype i don't i'm i'm guessing ariana grande's fee is just astronomical i just don't know maybe it's their fees but megan the stallion I feel like there's so many other people we could be using as performers and hosts, and I wonder if it comes into budget. But to me, Jar Rule didn't do anything. It's a no for me. It's a no. I did like the Red Ride and Blue Runway. Um, I didn't really have much more notes about that, but I liked the runway. So, oh, and then I'll get into my favorites. But, okay, and then on today's question, I did like the girl chat series. I thought it was cool. I thought the girls were still kind of preaching to us who they were. But I did like the idea and the format. And that feel to me also made me feel like it was more of a reality show, reality competition, as opposed to a pageant, because they were able to sit down and talk. Um, and it was, like, more carefree. So I did like that. that. But I felt like the girls were still selling us. And, of course, they would, because that's what I would tell my girl if I was coaching them. Hey, make sure you answer like this. I do tell my girls that now. I miss Illinois Earth, though. I tell them to set an agenda of what you want to talk about and make sure you put it out there. But I felt like it was coming out very inauthentic from some of the girls who were answering the questions. And I won't say who, but I do feel like it was coming out as kind of inauthentic and you wasn't really truly answering the questions. Whereas Kentucky, she didn't really sell us a lot. Like, some of the girls were selling us off their careers and what they do and their volunteer work. And Kentucky did not. Like, we didn't even know she was a TV reporter um, unless she, like, just knew that offhand. But that didn't come out. It was just her true, pure self. And I think that's what made her shine because she wasn't selling us a a thing. Um, for And then also with that being said, there was also no packages rolled on the girls. So if you guys remember in the years past, whenever they were crowned, or called for top 16, they'll walk up and do whatever, and then it'll be like a quick little video play of them, um, of their intro video, and telling us who they are. 
I feel like that needs to come back. And I get maybe there's just too many girls, 16 girls doing that. I don't know. But, uh, or the time constraints with it. But I feel like we needed that because we did not know who these girls were. And someone said one of the girls on the stage had a, she grew up with a speech impediment. And that she had mentioned that. And so that's why she, her answers were a little bit shorter. And that would make more sense if I would have got the information earlier in the day. Because then I was judging her. Like, why did she not really give us an answer? But I get that because I've, I've shared on this episode, I mean, on this podcast a few times. I grew up with a speech impediment and a talking situation. You can still hear it now. It's not perfect, especially when I was just, like, loose with it. I really got to focus and talk. But I grew up going to a speech pathologist pretty much all up into junior year of high school from second or third grade. So I get that, like, if I would have had that information, it would make sense when she came to question and answers why she was answering in this manner um, and finishing a sentence quickly. So I wish we would have got more packages from the girls because I also felt like we would not, they would not have been selling us at the end if we knew who they were going into it. And I feel like some... Oh, yeah, their descriptors, when they came out during swimsuit and stuff, told us who they were, but it didn't really tell us who they were. Like, Marilyn works at Google. We didn't even know that. Like, no one even knows that. Kentucky being a tea reporter, Illinois having her own business company. Unless you just know these girls personally, I'm assuming the judges followed them, maybe. But just knowing them off a blank slate, there's things that we don't know about these people that would have been lovely information to have privy to. Okay. Also, I think that's it. I think that's it regarding the show. And then also, of course, I did not like, like you guys all, the way the crowning happened. I never like it at all. You guys know I was a former television producer, so I understand logistics of time management when it comes to creating a television show. I used to make two television shows every day, 6 o'clock and 10 o'clock, Monday through Friday, for 365 days straight. So I get how to make television. Well, that was that was when I was paid. I also did for free. That's all the situation. I did for free for a few years. Anyway, so I knew I know what it takes to produce a television show. Okay. I say I have to say. There's only been one pageant. There's only been one pageant. There's only been one pageant that has allowed enough buffer when a girl is crowned before we cut to commercial or the news. There's only been one pageant that's done that. And that was in 2015. That was Miss Universe. So me as a TV producer, I do find that suspect. That's a whole other situation with the Miss Crowning and Steve Harvey. So, I mean, that's the only time someone has been crowned and there's been a buffer of time before the show ended. You guys know what I'm talking about? I hate that whenever someone is crowned, whether it's Miss America, Miss USA, Miss Universe, cut the credits and cut off. And I feel like the top five in this pageant specifically, like, I don't know if they had like two minutes and they were wrapping this girl up. Or a Zuri up or what? But they just like five, four, three, two, one winner. Like what? Like what? And just drag them off the stage. 
I also can't stand that too. I hate when someone is crowned and then you have the security guard drag, I'm mean, not, not crowned, a runner up is announced. And then you have the kind guy in a white glove drag them off the stage. Like as if the girls are going to about to cause a scene because they weren't crowned. And I don't know, maybe some people might. But if I was fourth runner up, at least give me a second. Like you have to like walk forward and you get the thing and they're escorting you off. Like you're just poison. I hate that. I can't stand it and every pageant does it. They don't really allow for true pictures and true moment. Like you just place fourth in this pageant. It's not like you place 54th out of 51 girls. But I hate that. And I felt like this pageant did not accomplish letting the winner shine. And it went straight, straight to the news. We sat here for two hours just to cut us off. I do not want to see a credit, any words, anybody's name on this girl while she has a crown on for 0.2 seconds. That to me is just a disservice to me as a viewer. And for any pageant producer out there, let me produce your pageant. Let me produce your pageant. Because I will at least allow a buffer of time. And you're talking to somebody who has dealt with a weather guy who goes over four minutes. <sighs> he had three minutes and 35 seconds for the weather, and he would go to four minutes. Thus, that's 30 seconds more I had to find in a show that's only 24 minutes and 64, uh, 54 seconds. And you took up 30 more seconds I did not have, and you came on in the middle of my show. So that means something at the end of the show is going to get cut off by 30 seconds. I understand this. Producers understand this. Also, I don't understand why football can go over a time slot. What else goes over the time slot? Some movies go over the time slot. And Miss America and Miss USA, Miss Universe cannot go over the time slot by an inch. The news prepares to go over their time slot. When there's a football game playing Monday night when I was doing the news and making the news, my show would be literally 15 minutes long and I would make a news, like an abbreviated version of the news. Maybe I'm going to do one, two stories. The weather guy gets two minutes. Then we cut to sports. Or even on Fridays. Friday night, it was in Central Illinois, and they used to do all the football games that were going on in all these teams. And it would be like probably 10 schools playing. So sports, it was called Friday Frenzy. So it was the easiest show to produce because I didn't have to do anything. It was all the sports team doing it. I just had to throw one or two main news stories in there. Had the weather guy do his thing. And the rest of it was all football Friday Frenzy highlights and scores. So I understand how to build a show and how to create a show. You need buffer time. Please, producers, add in buffer time. The news understands that, and you get the stuff ahead of time. Like if football game's going over, we know, okay, we have audio engineers in the back saying, okay, you guys have about 10 more minutes. They're talking to somebody who has satellite. It's a whole communication thing like flying a plane. They're like, okay, you have, probably have about 30 seconds until the next commercial. Um, we may go on during this time. And they're in it, and the engineer backstage know when you're coming on. So I don't understand why the news can't just hold on a second and just wait. Just wait a second. I don't know if it's maybe because it's live and some time zones or what. But anyway, that's my little tangent. I cannot stand that we get cut off all the time when these girls are crowned. 
And I feel like I didn't even hear who won before I cut off. I had to go back and rewind it. Like, wait, what just happened? What just happened? I don't even know who. And then they said second place. Ma'am, first runner up. Second place sounds bogus, especially when you're moving so fast. And I'm like, okay, who came in first place? Oh, I know that's the winner. Okay, so who's the first runner up? Oh, wait, there was not a first runner up. That's the second place. Like, skirt. Let's just pause for a second. You sat up here and gave us 40 minutes to call 16 people. At least give me 40 seconds to see this girl win and to do a few shots panning in the crowd. Nothing crazy is going to happen. I don't think any girls are going to do anything crazy besides just walk off. We don't have to get them on camera. But please just let us. Please let us just enjoy the moment for a second. Okay. Some other things I noticed. You guys know how I mentioned how the, the placement changes. I was not feeling the placement changes at all um, when it came to the states. And it did not work. Wisconsin changed her place and she got eliminated. So that's just like, it's, she's like a waste to me. Um, I called... Okay, out of the first group who was called, I had six out of the eight girls. Um, and out of the second group who was called, I had one, two, three, four out of one, three, four. Oh, out of eight. I had four out of eight. A few a few states were surprises. A few states were surprises, and they will get surprises. My favorite in swimsuit was pretty much everybody. I thought the swimsuit competition was just phenomenal. I wrote down my favorites and I just was writing down everybody. I literally have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I have ten favorites from swimsuit. And I thought everybody like rocked it. I was like, oh, crap, I don't know who's going to do this. So I had Maryland, Utah, Nebraska, North Carolina, Illinois, Tennessee, Kentucky, Florida, South Carolina, and Texas as my favorite in swimsuit. And I put a star by Tennessee. I think I like her the most. When it came to gowns, my favorite was North Carolina, Illinois, Louisiana, Mississippi, Kentucky, and Florida. And I felt like the questions were not exactly equal, especially with this gender equity question that Illinois got. But I feel like Illinois did a good job answering it. But the one guy asked, how are you being financially literate? I can tell you, that's, I'm saving money. The heck? Oh, next question. Someone else asked about anxiety and someone else asked about mental health. I feel like it was just a little imbalance um, as far as like the toughness of the question. And then I mentioned charcuterie boards. Oh, that was random. That was, of all the things you can ask, I don't know why she asked about charcuterie boards. Like, okay. And I find some of the girls probably didn't even know what that was at the time. If I'm in Milk Peeing for Miss USA, the last thing they about is charcuterie board. I've been like, a what? I would have been looking there, sitting and looking dumb. Like, what's she talking Oh, charcuterie. Oh, the cheese. Oh, the cheese. Why are we talking about this right now? And then I would have went to a whole tangent about a whole little thing in my head. Charcuterie boards, wine. Oh, I can use some wine right now. Oh, what kind of wine would I use charcuterie board? And all that would have came across my face. Random question. This is a random question. I like the first half of the Q&A or the second half of the Q&A. I feel like those girls came out really strong in the first half, but it was just a question that I was just kind of thrown off about. Okay. And my favorite gowns. Oh, 
Oh, my actual favorite gowns. I had favorites in gown and my actual favorite people who had on gowns. Like actual gowns to dress. So my favorite contestants in gown was North Carolina, Illinois, Louisiana, Mississippi, Kentucky, and Florida. But the gowns that I personally liked, the dresses, was North Dakota. I have a North Dakota up here. Maybe it's Maryland. Maybe it's supposed to be Maryland. I think I ND. Oh, yeah, North Dakota was up here. Okay. Utah, North Carolina, Louisiana, and South Carolina. Virginia, I noticed, did not wear her sleeves on her gown like she did in pre-limbs. Pre thought that was interesting. Probably did not like the sleeves, and so she took them off. Um, I did like how they recognized the past Miss USA title holders. I feel like some of these gowns could be seen on the red carpet, so I did love the gown changes. And I feel like the audience was dry. The audience was terrible, and I'll, and I'll leave that at that. When the camera came to them, and I know they could see themselves on camera, some of them were just looking like they didn't even know where they were at. Like, what are you doing? If I'm on camera, I'm, ah, look at me. Yeah, I don't know. You know, just a little bit dramatic. But I feel like the audience was super dry. The least they could have done was ask them to clap while they came on camera or hold their signs up and wave. But that's pretty much it, you guys. Um, oh, lastly, I have, I felt like North Carolina was very personable, and I loved her gowns. I did love North Carolina gowns. But, you guys, that is my roundup of the Miss USA competition that happened a week ago on Monday. I'm dropping this on the next Monday. So I cannot wait to see Kentucky win. Congratulations to Elle Smith. She's a TV reporter and I love TV reporters. That's my job too. So I'm really proud of her and I and I knew I knew it. I knew it. As soon as she won and I saw her interview outfit at Kentucky, that two piece outfit, I thought it was phenomenal. So I cannot wait to bring you guys my Miss Universe. Um, top 20 picks and my commentary from that. So just stay tuned. I appreciate you guys for tuning into this episode. And I will go ahead and catch you guys in the next one. Until then, I will see you guys. Hear from you guys later. Peace.